It's been beautiful. Oh, dude, these autumn months. The weather has been awesome. How was your Halloween? Oh, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kid, kid got a lot of candy. Did uh, did a bit of trick or treating. Feet were sore afterwards. First time that's ever really happened to me. Really? Uh, you know, we're after, and I'm 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 a walking motherfucker. I know. Uh, well, you but, are getting up there in the years. But you know, I mean, for you know, and, and you know, my, uh, the, the Facebook community uh, knows about this particular story where uh, one of my cats peed in my boot. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> your cats peed in your boot. Oh man, it was, it was a rough day, but, uh, uh I know those. So, those so, you know, Dawn got me a, a pair of chucks as a replacement that she found at the thrift store, you oh, know, okay. luckily they actually fit, you know, Oh, nice. but, uh, yeah. So I wore those for about a week as I'd been, you know, uh, cleaning, using vinegar and stuff, you know, and, and, and trying to disinfect and clean my boots cause they're fucking $120 boots, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> Uh, I kind of like my combat tactical boots, you know. Dude, those but, are awesome. Uh, yeah, so so then I was wearing those while we were out trick or treating, and, and man, you know, I'm sorry, but uh, chucks suck, you know. Oh, you're wearing the chucks? Yeah, uh, I wore the chucks. You They're know? great as long as you don't walk. They're great as long as you don't need to actually walk. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that should say something about our society. I um. <laughs> These shoes are great as long as you don't need them. I can't wear <laughs> chucks. You know, if you can get through your day wearing just slippers, then chucks are fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't wear them because did you notice that when you were wearing them that your feet looked a little bit larger than normal? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I commented a number of times, you know, to Don and myself that, uh, you know, I got fucking clown shoes on. Yeah, they make your feet look bigger. Narrow and long. Yeah. And I've got wide feet, too. So they did, you know, when I take them off, I could feel like. My foot like spreading back out. <laughs> so when yeah. I when I wore chucks, yeah, I have large feet. Right, right. So they make my feet. That look you do like what size? Fourteen, sixteen. Size sixteen. Yeah. So you got to get that shit custom no matter what, right? No, no, I don't. Have to get special custom. order. Sixteen is about as big as everybody makes. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't go to seventeen. Yeah. Oof. I don't know what I would do if I went to seventeen, but yeah. luckily everything sixteen is like the the max. It's like that's as big as everything goes. And then after that, people are just like, all right, man, that's ridiculous. You have to make custom shoes. <laughs> yeah. You have to order yeah. custom shoes. Yeah. So luckily, I got, I got, I don't have to order custom shoes. So. Right. Well, I, I think we've actually made it to the edge and back. Yes, uh, we have. On with the show. Well, do you, do you have an intro or something that you're doing for this thing? Or do you at least play a fart noise and then say we started? To the edge and back again. Um, oh, sorry about the little dead no. air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I guess we're unraveling here. Uh, fart, fart noise, and then say we started. Wait, I just see that look on your face for a moment. Does that the same look I get every time I go to Facebook? Now? Wireless uh, electricity would just be fantastic. And this is it, to the edge and back again. It's been uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've done a, done one of these. So, yeah, uh, holiday break. You know, nobody, uh, I, th I don't think anybody really knows which episode this is. I do, actually. Do you? It's yes. number 34. Number 34, all right, we're... We're working our way up, guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, yeah, I'm, I, I took the break to get organized and things focused and some stuff. Cool, cool. Same, same here, you know, same here. Uh, you know, life, real life gets in the way, and uh, yeah. and, and we do this for fun, folks. Uh, <laughs> seriously, because there's no other reason to justify it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. One day it'll be fun. No doubt. Uh, no, it, it is fun. It is fun, that's, yes. That's right, you know. One, one day, hopefully, it'll be more than fun. <laughs> 
One day I'd be like, oh, I have to do that again? Right. Oh, wait, I forgot how much fun it is. No, I was having a conversation with somebody, speaking of that. It's interesting how you look at the world. Um, there's things that are fun. Yeah. Like, uh, that when you're doing them, that are fun. Right. And then there's things that are not very fun when you're doing them, but afterwards you remember fondly. It's kind right. of like publishing a comic book. Yeah. That's like, the big example for us. Yeah, yeah, making a comic book. Uh, the, the process itself... Um, it's very difficult, mm -hmm. you know. After you've done it, however, you're like, man, that was great. That was great. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, but in the middle of it, it's like, oh, I'm gonna shoot myself. Yeah. What I what I noticed this is that sucks. What I noticed you know? is that there's things that in life that are like that mm -hmm. that suck when they're happening, but afterwards are are really, a, really, really rewarding. I can't remember exactly where the quote comes from, but there is a quote uh, about writers often, uh, you know, enjoy. Not writing, but having written, you know, uh, and that's exactly you, what we're talking about. Not the gonna, process, yeah, but the end result. And the end result. Know, having yeah. made a book is great. Making a book is a really difficult thing to do that you really are going to have to struggle and wrestle with personally. Uh, yeah, I, whatever that book, you know, comic book, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, I think whatever in life it is, like, because mm. camping. You ever? I mean, you've been camping. I know for sure. Uh, sometimes it sucks, man. It's cold. It's wet. You you can't you can't well, sleep well. It's a visceral experience. And then when you get done, and you're like, this fucking sucks. Why right. am I in front of this fire eating shitty food, cold? I don't, I don't know if I've ever felt that way. I know. <laughs> I never did either. But that bad example, bad example, bro. No, I've I've had really good uh, good uh, camping trips. And, actually, and sure, certain vacations and certain trips don't quite turn out as planned and stuff. You know, there's there there is this uh, this experience that humans have that. Uh, where we can easily base an entire experience off of the last, last moments, yeah. you know, uh, that you could have, you know, you go on a, you go on a, on a, on a seven day vacation and the first five days are amazing, you know, and then the last two days are rain and suck and everything just not, doesn't work and you're having all kinds of difficulties and frustrations and all this stuff. And so that being the end you know, like in a movie, you know, mm -hmm. you're left with the end, you know, uh, everything else is just to, for the end to make sense. Right. And yeah. these narratives, these, these stories. So, so then you, you leave that vacation with, man, vacation sucked. Yeah. When the first five days, when, when the vast majority of the experience was Happened. great, you know, uh, so, you know, and that's like, uh, you know, I mean, the same thing, I guess, could be even be, you know, compared to like things like marriages, you know, yeah. people are, you know, married for 25 years and then, you know, they, they forget get, that they the, get the last four were shitty and, in the and first they 20 claim, yeah. yeah, they claim that the whole thing sucked. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, well, yeah. you know, if it sucked that bad, you know. You should have left tw 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, then how'd you make through 25 years? Yeah, yeah that's, it's interesting. Obviously, things are a little bit more complex than that, I suppose, but, you know. Yeah. But, but. This is what we do on this show. <laughs> <laughs> is generalize. Uh, that's cool. Generalize um, and reduce. <laughs> so uh, I figure I can... Well, I was going to start with this, but I guess we're not going to now. But uh, Too late for that. Too late for that. Um, so we're going to go into a coffee tasting. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, we haven't been... You know, we haven't gotten too far where we can't drink some coffee. I've been cheating and drinking this other swill before we get to the, the good tasting. Stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I got. Um, let me let me let me grab a spare cup. Okay. Because uh, I have one. Yes. So that I yeah. 
so the coffee I have today is what from is a company this? called Black Rifle Coffee Company. Uh, they have several blends, but the blend I ordered this time is called Caffeinated as Fuck. There we go, man. Uh, and it has a, it's called CFA or Caffeinated as Fuck. And then it has a picture of an M. Each of their coffees have a picture of a gun on them. Right. Or the blend is named after a gun. This has the uh, M2308, which is the uh, grenade launcher. Nice. You know, the six shot grenade launcher. Okay. So that's, they said that this cool. is the blend that uh, best. They hit you like a, like a six round grenade launcher. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes. Black Rifle Coffee Company. That sounds liberal. Uh, yeah, liberal <laughs> as fuck. No, it's, uh, it's run by X. Uh, they're all ex-military. Oh, right um, on. It's all vets. They, uh, 1% of the proceeds go to gun Towards, Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it, uh... Gun rights. Gun rights advocacy. Uh-huh. 1% of all profits. And that's cool, because we are, uh, we're pro-gun here. I am pro-gun. No, I'm pro-gun. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then, uh, I just, we used a French press to make it. Um, All right, and this is uh, yeah, this is French press, just just now pressed. No, no sugar, no cream. We're drinking this shit black. Black, like it's supposed as, to be. Uh, as they probably would prefer it. Well, like all the all the like real coffee dudes say black coffee is the way because you fuck up the bean and the flavor. If you add sugar or cream, like anybody who's like a real coffee man, like, right? Because I'm not a real coffee man. Well, no, I, I drink uptight. this shit all fucking day. I I, I but, let me rephrase but that. But a bit of cream and sugar. Makes me a pussy. Yes, it does. Actually, you know, the, the people who are like coffee connoisseurs. Coffee so the connoisseurs. coffee snobs. So right, right. They, so that Dutch Brothers you bring in every morning uh, when oh, you come here. No, I don't. That's your... I'm not a coffee connoisseur. I'm not. Because <laughs> I had just a touch yeah. of cream and sugar. Right, right I don't do a lot, yeah, but I like a little right. bit. Um, I'm not a coffee connoisseur. I'm a coffee drinker. Right. Because I drink it every day. Yeah, for sure. Should we smell this and talk about its nutty palate? No, I just like the way it tastes. It tastes pretty good. It is. It does seem good. I did make a slight mistake with this bag. Um, I didn't order it as beans. Oh, as to, ground. To, to grind it? Yeah, I ordered it as grounds and, on uh, accident. As grounds. Um, but that mistake has been since um, ramified, rectified. I'm a, the no, next it's, coffee. It's not bad. You know, a bit of cream and sugar would, uh, you know. I think it would bring it up just would, would regulate this shit right down. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. Uh, I've been drinking it for about a week now. Uh, I enjoy it. Yeah, um, for sure. I like it. It makes me, you know, it feels good. I've been, uh, I've been adding the uh, coconut oil and uh, grass-fed you've butter. You've been doing the the bulletproof. Bulletproof. Yeah, nice. Um, I like I like the bulletproof. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think I did it wrong when I did it last time mm-hmm. uh, when I first read about it and stuff. Um, and that's you know, I mean, there's. There's always that uh, that personal philosophy of, uh, uh, except for in the cases of heroin and murder, I'll try anything twice just in case I fucked it up the first time. <laughs> well. <laughs> so anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Black Rifle Coffee Company. I like it. Caffeinated as fuck. I like it too. Uh, we may have to uh, we may have to drink some more of these these guys' shit. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, so moving on to uh, a few more topical things. Uh, did you have anything that you wanted to bring out, man? Anything you want to? Yeah, there's a couple. Th- throw on the table. There's a couple things. Any gauntlets? Uh, uh, we'll start with something that I was reading about. It, there's not a lot to it, so we, we'll probably not do a lot on it. Um, is that the the Kepler? You know the Kepler t- space telescope. For sure. Yeah. Took a big giant picture of the yeah, universe the new, uh, for a long, long, long time. Right. The new Hubble, basically. The new Hubble, and they've been. Um, they noticed this planet 
way far off, and that uh, the way it works is that they check the light, and it, it dips. As it, as it crosses, yeah, as, as an object That's, passes a star, we can measure that, that yeah. light being diminished, right? Yeah, and that's uh, how we find uh, things like exoplanets. Right, planets they, around other stars. That's yeah. how we found, like, thousands now. Well, yeah, exoplanets are star... Uh, yeah, we've gotten really good at finding exoplanets. Yes. Yeah. So we were looking at this this one planet. Right. And uh, at first they thought it was an exoplanet. And then they did some stuff, and then they found out that it's not the... Um, what? It did... The, it dipped dimmed. irregularly. Yeah, well, it, yeah. the 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 light was dimming because I read about this too. The light yeah. was dimming irregularly and up to twenty two percent, but not in a predictable manner. Yeah, it was changing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they uh, they started looking into what it could be, and there's some things that they could be, and uh, they've got it down to like four things. Right. Um, one of them is comets mm -hmm. that have been pulled in right around the planet. Um. That somehow have maintained an irregular. Well, yeah, it's it's a cloud of comets. So right. so it, it oh, orbits. I, I, okay, I see, like a comet storm. Yeah, just kind of is, a swir is swirling around the swirling star. around it. Yeah, so that yeah. it could be one of okay. those. Um, one of them was uh, just space dust derbs. Just derbs, derbs, <laughs> things floating in space. Is that is that like the official term for them? Derbs, derbs. Well, they're yeah, small. Like we have space dust and derbs. And our, and our, I've, I've never heard the term derb, uh, man. I'm tripping out. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's just like small things. I General, mean, it's that like... That sounds like it could easily become an offensive term. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we have some I'd crashing... Like to, I'd like to use it to... We have some crashing down to Earth, but we know where that stuff comes from. Right. It's, well, it's historical space junk crashing in November. Mm -hmm. In, what is that, Indonesia or something? I don't know. Right, that, it, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, well, no, this we, is... We track that stuff. You yeah, know, this in, is something... In relation to, to, to yeah. Earth derbs. Yeah, so that, it's a space, but they don't think it's, the stuff that's crashing is man-made. The stuff over on there, they think it's just like, like comets colliding and small junk, and so it's that, and then... Um, They're trying to assume that it's natural phenomena. Yeah, and then the third one is that two planets collided close to it, mm -hmm. and so it's large chunks, or irregular chunks of uh, another planetoids it, kind of orbiting around it. Right. And then the fourth one, the guy goes, look... I, I'm p putting precedence in this. This is a this is a real theory, and they say it could possibly be this, but it is most likely not. This is the last theory. Yeah. But we can't prove it's not that yet. Yeah. And it's so, on the list. It's on the list. Yeah. And it's like Yale and um, I can't remember the These other. These are serious people that, serious that people. don't that don't probably haven't ever made this kind of claim. Yeah. yeah. They say it could be a megastructure right. or a Dyson sphere-like thing. Like thing built which around mean, the star. Which is collecting right. energy from the sun. Which has serious implications. One of the things, though, that leads them to that conclusion was the 22% dimming mm -hmm. of the light. Because an object that could do that has to be massive. Like, mm -hmm. like a, a planetary. Yeah, like, well, supermassive, like Jupiter. Yeah. You know, like bigger than Jupiter is mm -hmm. what they're saying, you know. Uh, but they've never seen that amount of, like, light occlusion in, uh, happen, you know, in any of these stars that they've studied and discovered planetoid objects. And we've found Jupiter-sized objects. And, and, stuff, if it's, you know? and if it's a planet, yeah, it's spherical, and they can guess how much and when and on a regular basis. That's why... If it's orbiting, then we'll be able to predict. Yeah, but if it's spherical... So this this pattern right. is not right. It's not so the object is not spherical. Why I don't know if its geometry completely depends because if 
if you have an object that's spinning around a star, right, orbiting, mm -hmm. right, and it's probably been doing that for a while, so that orbital speed is probably regular. That it's not just speeding up and slowing down. Well, it has to for no physical reason. There's the reason that planets it, are spherical. There's no drag. I mean, I understand why planets are spherical and and like why other objects aren't necessarily spherical that are in space, but you know, one of the reasons why planets are spherical is because of the how the mass accumulates to mm -hmm. form a planet and, and its even division in zero gravity creates a sphere. Mm -hmm. uh, they've, they've exemplified this now on the space station using two liter bottles full of uh, water and salt and water and sugar where you have it all collected at you know on, at one end. Mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily the bottom, it's in zero gravity, but then they, they shake it up and, and mix the salt or the sugar inside the water and then they hold it still and watch it. And all of that sediment... Uh, collects naturally, right? And and what it ends up collecting into is into a spherical ball that that you know suspends itself. Yeah, within, and the, within the water. Uh, and the thing, the reason it's not everything in space is that that's I mean that's what happens. Mm -hmm. And the reason why like asteroids and stuff and like the Mars's moons aren't is because as a result of later impact and yeah. destruction. Uh, and it breaks those objects apart into rocks, rock type. Rock type things. Yeah. There's a um, there's a video though that kind of helps explain <clears throat> what I'm trying to talk about is that uh, they take the screwdriver mm -hmm. and the guy unscrews it, yeah, and it starts flipping back and forth, right? And it's spinning and right. it's flipping back and forth. So <clears throat> there's a wobble in in an irregular fashion, right? So if it's not spherical, mm -hmm. it eventually will um, not deviate. It'll deviate. But I, but, but one thing that. When, when you're measuring the regularity of an orbiting object around another object, there is a consistency in speed. Mm -hmm. Even if it wobbles, like, yeah. like the Earth does, there is a consistency in speed. So then, because it's, it, it doesn't have its own ability to slow down or speed up, you know, uh, uh, discounting any, like, outside forces, yeah. you know, um, then it should cross that same path that intersects our sight line Regularly. with that star at a regular interval. And at a regular what, angle. Because that's what everything else has done. That's how we've yeah. been able to determine these planets. We've been able to determine how far they are away from their sun, yeah. how fast they're traveling, mm -hmm. the, you know, general aspects of the composition through spectral light analysis. We can even tell like what their atmospheric composition is just by measuring the light we receive off of it. Yeah, you know? and uh, this thing doesn't follow any of those things. Yeah, and that's yeah. why the guy's like, well, it could be this. Right, yeah, yeah. But it's probably not. Mm -hmm. And that's the great thing is they're going, it's probably not this, but it has a chance to be. But it's likely, and that's that's interesting. You it's, know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it, well, it's not unlikely. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's a better way to put it. Yeah. It's not unlikely. It's that not it's... unlikely. You know, it's definitely on the list, which I think is a really interesting thing. Uh, another thing that... Uh, uh, as far as technology goes, you know, they've they've developed particle accelerators now that can fit like on a kitchen table. Uh, German scientists are unveiling a new fusion reactor, apparently, that's much smaller and much more efficient that may revolutionize energy in the world. Wow. Uh, I have not so read anything about this. Please I continue. I haven't read much. Okay. But there... Well, there, you've read more than me. But there's that, you know... Uh, so I'm, I'm really interested in, you know, I mean, when, when we get into and think about like the micronization of technology and stuff mm -hmm. with, because uh, we usually apply that to our, our computers, you know. Becoming, Entertainment. Yeah. You know, our TVs and stuff, you know, these 
these big bulky box type things that now have become, you know, tiny objects, uh, yeah. smartphones and watches and all this other stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, but now, you know, even applying that to particle accelerators, being able to fit on kitchen tables, you know, uh, you know, that's insane. smaller, you know, more compact, you know, fusion reactors and stuff, you know, we get to the point where these things will be minuscule and tiny and will actually become part components you know, and, and that's what I'm getting to just as far as like, you know, following a little bit of our theme, you know, I was hoping to speculate on, uh, uh, you know, like, like imagining like that fusion reactors, you know, nuclear reactors and particle accelerators just become simple components to other more complex, you know, uh, products, appliances, well, you know. One uh, of the things that I find interesting now is I wish this stuff would have happened when we were in school, but they have these... Um, these computer boards that you can just buy, right? And they're for it's called prototyping, is what you can do with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And they're and uh, they didn't realize they this guy built them for kids, right? Like eighth through high eighth grade through high school, right? Um, like instructional kind of tool, instructional tool, so they can learn about coding and building electronics and things like that. Mm. And he made them cheap; they're like thirty five bucks, right? Um, as soon as he released them, yeah. the maker community just the kid he the kids couldn't get a hold of them. Because these adults were gobbling them, gobbling all. them yeah. all up, and now they're on like the fifth version. Raspberry Pi is what they're called, and now there's um, there's Beaglebone. I've heard of that. Yeah, there's a Beaglebone is one Raspberry Pi, and then there's one other one I cannot think right. of off the top of my head. Those things are awesome. So now you have high tech DIY. Yeah, you know that people are going to be able to just do on their kitchen table and and be able to develop, you know, incredibly sophisticated things yeah. just by dabbling. You know, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's incredible, dude. These guys just make stupid like dog feeders and bird feeders and cat door openers and right, right. They they like they, they take this. They, thing. they have Bluetooth in their Wi-Fi control. Well, no, you can, <laughs> well you can plug in. Yeah, Mod they made modules. It's modulistic. Yeah. So it has the base computer that you need for like if you're gonna build something electronic, you, you need, need this, this base. To, yeah, yeah. It's on every foundation. And then everything the else just yeah. plugs into it basically. Yeah. It's just like Legos. You just snap it together. It, it, but sort how, of. how you snap it together is important. Yeah. And but understanding. It, yeah, it comes with the two USB drives, an HDMI port, um, a, a mini, or now it's micro. It went to micro SD mm -hmm. card reader. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's where, that's its hard drive is a micro SD card. That's awesome. Yeah. And then a power. And it right. uses a, 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 what is it? The micro a USB. Charger. Yeah. Just like yeah. that. That's, that's how you power the board. Yeah. And it's Beautiful. like the size of a three by five card. They're, they're crazy, and I've always wanted to like order some and do some stuff with them. Right, we should uh, we um, should probably get our hands on one and do like a little review, you know, mess with it and stuff, post some pics or something. I, might I, be something honestly, I've been wanting to make like a uh, media server. You can make them into media servers. Nice, wow. You can install install XD XBMID or whatever. It's right. called something else now, but it's like a it's a Wi-Fi. You 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 can buy one of the Wi-Fi dongles. It's a USB stick that you plug in. Right, and it's Wi-Fi, so it connects to your network. And then you go in and you tell it, and you tell it where your folder is, your media folder is on your right. computer. So when you uh, purchase things off iTunes or whatever Amazon or whatever, yeah. and you purchase those videos, and you say this is my media folder, yeah, or you get media however you get it, it looks in there, and then on your TV, and it plugs it through the HDMI cable onto your TV, and it has a, and you use a Windows remote, which they're like fifteen bucks now, right? And you just plug into that, and it goes boop boop boop, and you just look, and it has a, uh, um. It looks like kind of like a PlayStation, and right. you just go through and you play videos, you can listen to music, right. and it's just all based on your 
That's awesome. And it hooks up to yeah. your computer and goes, hey, this is where's your media folder on your computer? And then it right. propagates a list and you just watch it. I can't wait till this stuff is like, you know, so ubiquitous that it's like electric light. Well. The people don't even like have to think of it, you know, or even consider or wonder, you know. Like, they're speed, yeah, they're, electric light. Yeah. Well, since everybody yeah. was making those things. Yeah. Uh, Google and um, Amazon have both. Jumped on that. Jumped on that and made a yeah. device. Uh, the Chrome stick and the Fire stick. Nice. There's, it's Yeah. The Chrome is, I have one. It's 35 bucks. Right. And it hooks up to Google Play. Right. And then your Wi-Fi. And you mm -hmm. just literally just plug it in your um, HDMI port on the back of your TV. Yeah. And then you plug it into a USB port to power it. Yeah. Or it comes, and it comes with a little plug. So if you don't have a USB port on your right. TV. And then your web browser, uh, Netflix, all those all streaming that. services. Yeah. All that yeah. can um, stream to, to your TV. You don't have to do anything. Right. All you got to do is do a little initial setup and you yeah. do that on your phone. So when I'm at home, I turn my Chromecast on and I watch. Net I put Netflix on my phone yeah. and watch Netflix on my TV from my phone. Yeah. I don't have to deal with my PlayStation or anything because my phone's by my bed. Right. I don't have to turn my PlayStation on and go through them. It's yeah. just Netflix on my phone, which is right. awesome. Um, and then I heard also that VLC on their... 3.0 update is going to make uh, nice a plugin for it, so you can just stream any video file any, that the VLC, the VLC can play. player can do. Yeah, you can stream to your Chromecast, wow. which means you can play any media file. Yeah, I, there isn't a media file that I know of that right. VLC doesn't play. Right. No, that's awesome, dude. So yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's some cool things. Um, kind of getting back on the uh, the more serious of topics. Um, I heard you talking to a few a few minutes ago when I left the room there. You were talking about reality, and you had like something. Oh, there's. I was very interesting, and we didn't have the mic going, don't... so I walked out of the room so you can explain For sure, it to me. Yeah, again. don't don't expect me to cite any sources. Uh, but... Do we ever? <laughs> um, there there there's a a quantum physicist um, who's who's talked a lot about how quantum physics uh, explains reality to us and what we've learned about what reality is and isn't. Um, on a quantum physics level. Um, and one of the things that he's determined that there is a, an experienceable existence after death, that there is an afterlife. Uh, um, but not, you know, I mean, it, one of the things that, that, that he, he talks about is, uh, you know, an explanation for, uh, uh, for, for dimensionality, mm -hmm. reality, uh, you know, there are, you know, math tells us that there, there are tons of dimensions, way more dimensions than we could possibly hope to perceive. Um, and to help understand why that phenomenon occurs, um, one of the theories is that consciousness is one, you know, is, is, is the factor it, we, that consciousness produces reality, right? Okay. Uh, that your consciousness is producing your reality, that that what reality is that we think of as, as an objective reality is, is essentially just a, an amorphous, consistent static, right? And it's your consciousness that reorganizes that static into a reality that you can perceive in a way that matters existentially to now, okay? That our brain is producing everything that we experience. And so our brain is producing it, not just receiving it, but producing it. Yeah, and that... Know? That, that, that's the origination point, right? And so, but with that, also imagine that your mind is producing a reality 
of its own. Mm -hmm. And my mind is producing, and not my mind, but my consciousness, your consciousness and my consciousness, whatever that is and where it is and where it originates. Uh, Because they have no clue about that. Uh, Our consciousnesses are individually producing their own realities, right? And that's the same for every other living thing. You know, even the fly that's buzzing around in here. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's consciousness that allows it to perceive and make decisions and decide to fly this way or that way and what a piece of shit is and to land on it and eat some. You know, uh, because it doesn't land on a rock thinking it's a piece of shit. So it has to have some kind of processing consciousness ability, right? Okay. So all things have this. All... All living things have a certain level of consciousness, whether or not it's sentient or sapient in a way that like we have it where we can wonder about it, you know, okay. uh, but, but it's still there. Um, and then there's an overlap, right? And that overlap where your reality and my reality intersect and overlap and interact with each other, uh, that becomes something that's more objective. You and I have shared realities uh, that that nobody else has, mm-hmm. right? Because, and, and we, we use the vocabulary term relationship yeah. to describe that, right? That you and I have a friendship, a relationship. Yeah, yeah, have, yeah. You know, and so that's where our, our, our realities are. Uh, you haven't lost me yet. Right? Um, and then can think of the mass consciousness overlap that the people in Paris and the people, you know, here in Arizona um, both agree that we are on the third planet from this star orbiting in this system, and that the, you know, that the ones closer to the star are named Mars, Venus, and Mercury, and uh-huh. the ones outside of it, you know, that the planet is round, that water is wet. These are all shared reality well, you, constructs, right? They they create an overarching objective reality that that, that becomes a shared dimension. Okay. Right? Yeah, I get that. That's and- still so. One of the things that quantum physics then explains is that because all of these things are con- constructs and are products of our consciousness-generated reality, mm-hmm. that time and space are not things, but they are produced. Uh, they're they're not produced. Um, shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I understand. We can uh, finish your thought and then we'll pause. All right. Or do you just want to pause? We had an emergency. Not life or death, but still serious. So we had to stop serious recording. Serious enough to stop recording. Um, so we're picking and back up, and I'm trying, we're trying to remember Levi's train of thought. In so. that interim, we, we gained a guest as well. <laughs> so welcome, Tim. Hi there. Welcome, Tim. Um, so anyway, I was talking about how consciousness is what produces reality. And the overlap of multiple consciousnesses and the realities that they produce and where they overlap is where we get an objective reality, where physics and gravity and light exist and chemistry and science and all that stuff. Uh, The things that we can, you know, that somebody in China can measure this lighter at the same time somebody in Montana measures it and they're going to get the same result, Mm -hmm. you know. Oddly enough, they may use a different system of metric, you know, standard, you know, one, standard guy, one guy's going to say it's inches, the other guy's going to say it's, you know, centimeters. Uh, they're both going to get the same, you know, length. Length, yeah. Uh, but again, th- and these are those things, you know, like culture, mm-hmm. you know, uh, culture is an overlap of, of these realities uh, is where you get, uh, you know, cultural constructs, whether they're within a small group of friends, whether they're in a, a larger community, such as like uh, 
some kind of like support group like church or AA or something like that and then you expand it to the city or the neighborhood the city the state you know county all that stuff country uh, country and then to the whole planet yeah right? uh, so all of this is a collective consciousness now uh, a, a collective construct of, of reality right the overlap Mm-hmm. Then we get into uh, other things that that this concept opens a door to that when our that our consciousness is what creates reality, then it is our consciousness is what creates time and space, and if it creates time and space, then it also creates life and death. That these are also illusionary constructs generated by our consciousness to help sort out and organize the information that's within the stack, right? Okay. Uh, so, life and death then are just concepts that our consciousness uses to almost bookend our experience, uh, but that doesn't uh, cease the existence of that consciousness. Um, so the consciousness continues okay. af- after death, and so there is. And death. it was and from so before. Yes, and and w- was in continuance and in existence before birth. Yes, even. You know, uh, that this is something like going swimming, it, you know, that, that this experience is something that happens when you, you get into it, you swim around for a while, and then you get out, you know, and think of our consciousness, that that's what our consciousness is doing when it enters the mortal realm. Yeah. You know. Well, that kind of, that kind of ties into some of the things that I've, uh, it, perception is, is reality, has always been a thing that's always said, and what I've noticed is that people see things differently and we they experience and what it means is like with ghosts right um people think that there's ghosts there for sure and then yeah. that in their reality that's what actually is happening the, and, and somebody else manifesting pers- an experience that reinforces that belief and you can't argue with it because they actually have an experience because your your consciousness makes that real yeah, absolutely and so yeah that's why people some people believe faith in healing. some people yeah faith yeah. healing yeah things like that uh, and that, which i think is awesome and i think um I've been like kind of work on this theory for a while and kind of thinking is that I think that like the multiple planes of existence, right? It's kind of like, they're all, it's all the same. They're all, we're all in the same plane. It's it, all soup. Yeah. It's all just this consistent soup. And it's kind of like, um, you can't tell one end from another. It's kind of like uh, the country music radio station. It's out there. It's in the air. Right. But we just can't tune into it. Right. Like heaven, hell, different dimensions. Right, it's that, all that they're the all there. Existence. Right, it's all there, but we just can't see it. Well, well, and, and some people can and do. There's scientific evidence to back that up, as far as vibration. That you vibrate an object at a different frequency that everything else is vibrating on our plane of existence, uh, and then it disappears. It doesn't stop being there, but it's, it's actually no longer on our on, on our vibrational frequency. So we can't. We're not tuned into it anymore. Therefore, we're not picking it up. Yeah. Not that it's not there, just that we're not picking it up. And so, and we've proven that, you know, there are human beings that have shown special sensitivities to other types of vibration and can sense other things. You know, uh, you know hence ghosts. Hence ghosts, hence psychics, hence religious visions and experiences, uh, placebo effects, uh, mind over matter. Um, yeah. People being able to uh, control their body temperature through force of will. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, other people being able to do massive math computations. There's that guy uh, who can uh, withstand cold. 
Yeah. Way more than the normal human should be able to. Yeah, yeah, where you put him in hypothermic situations and he doesn't freeze. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, so there are, I mean, you know, the, the mind is extremely powerful, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And not well, and not even just the mind, but consciousness. Because, you know, th- they're separate things. You know, ancient Egyptians believed that the soul was housed in the heart uh, and rejected the brain as being an important organ to preserve for the pharaohs. So we don't have any brain matter. We have other desiccated, mummified organs from pharaohs, but we don't have any brain. But you can see the, they why they moved them and tossed them, right? But well, then, you can see why they think that the heart is well, a big for sure, thing because you feel in the heart. Well, you know, yeah, but if, uh, pain, you know, emotional pain actually, you know, manifests physically in the heart. That's why you know a broken heart, heartache. Well, also you know, if uh, the heart gets a little fucked with, you, you're done. <laughs> Matters of the heart. Yeah. Well, no. no. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking. Yeah. Not emotionally. Physically. Right. Right. Physically, yeah. you can get hit in the brain and still wander around. You're not right. very smart or whatever. Right. Like lobotomized, you 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 still live. What? But if you get basically the same thing happened to your heart. Yeah. You get like something shoved through it. You're done. Yeah. Thinking of the human being as a machine, you know, the the brain is a processing unit. Yeah. The heart is the the furnace. The yeah. Power center. So you, you know, can see the, how they confuse that. Yeah. I mean. The power plant, and so you know, you you damage the power plant beyond operation, and everything else stops. The CPU gets nothing. You know, uh, the CPU gets you know damaged, and yeah, the the extremities and other aspects of the machine can still operate. Maybe not functionally. Maybe not predictably. Yeah. But but they can still, but they still move. There's still some autonomy, you know, going on. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that was a pretty that's a pretty cool, interesting. I would really like to learn more about that and the name of that. Well, you know, the physicist. It, it, it ties into a lot of these other you know uh, uh, really wild kind of concepts. You know, uh-huh. uh, there, there's another one, and I may have talked about it before with the. Uh, uh, it's called the uh, the diehard effect, um, and it's literally based off of like well, it, it uses the first Die Hard movie as its analogy, right? That, that uh, John McClane, through the whole movie, inexplicably survives numerous, just scene after scene after scene from beginning to end throughout the whole movie, life-threatening events that any one of these could kill him at any point, yet none of them do, right? That he makes it all the way through the movie and succeeds. So there's this concept that if we are generating our own reality as a consciousness and say that, you know, our, our reality ceases, you know, somebody, somebody dies young, right? Well, the concept then is to that consciousness that that was just a dead end path. And then that consciousness moves to a survived path, a survivable path that what we experience is moving through probability and potential, you know, timeline, parallel kind of realities and timelines and stuff um, in a diehard kind of effect where our consciousness follows our most successful path, which is kind of sad sometimes if you think to yourself that this is your most successful path. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But that your path might cease in somebody else's, you know, construed reality, uh, but in your own, you continue. You know that you don't necessarily end. Mm-hmm. You know that, that you're. Well, they went on to a different end. reality. Yeah, yeah, they went off, for them. right? So, so that you know, with with people that in our own, you know, in our own consciousness timeline have have lost loved ones and stuff, you know, and they're gone from our reality. What's well, interesting now, is that uh, that they may not necessarily be gone. What? That their consciousness then followed, and you know, 
and, and same thing with us. Like, you know, uh, I've, I've often wondered like, well, what if, you know, I made a different decision? You know, what if I had to turn left instead of turn right? Or what mm-hmm. if, you know, what if that was me in that car accident? Or what if that was me that, you know, that was injured and killed, you know, uh, but it wasn't. You yeah. Know? And so, I mean, and this is like, just like, you know, various theories. Well, yeah, what I'm thinking is self-centrism. You know, it's very easy. Imagine what happened, like, say you're in those situations where it's yeah. you and somebody else and it's a life or death situation. They die and you live. Yeah. Well, maybe in that, that person's consciousness, it was you died, died and they, they lived. lived and they went exactly. off on a different and consciousness. They went off on a whole nother consciousness yeah. path. That's know? stuff, things like that are crazy and yeah. interesting. And, you know, and, and that we're just kind of moving through this. Because again, it's all just soup. And, 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 be- and that's a fact. I mean, that reality is essentially just this amorphous, static like soup of evenly dispersed yeah. fundamental particles because the closer and f- further we look down you know past the chemicals past the molecules past the atoms past the protons and electrons past the quarks past the strings it's all just soup yeah you know it's well there's all just a- this continuous goop well there, yeah that's the that's part of the new you know, theory yeah exactly where yeah instead of and just being empty space, it's vibrating at a different thing. And yeah. as we move through the universe, we actually don't move. We just harden our, our and soften. Con- yeah, our consciousness just, just forms this stuff around into us. whatever it is that we expect and anticipate yeah. seeing. You know, uh, and then at the same time, you have what nine billion now. You know, extremely powerful human consciousnesses running around on the same rock trying to co-manifest a reality <laughs> that, you know, that, you know, and, and it's kind of like government. You know, the more voices you get into government, the more difficult it is to operate government, yes. right? Because when you have one voice in the government, which we call a dictatorship, uh, you know, Shit uh, it's, it's, well, it's very easy to get things done. Right. I mean, look at Putin, you know. Yeah. It's very easy to get shit done. (laughs) That is true. But when you have multiple tiers and multiple branches and you have this spread out so that you're trying to include as many voices as possible into what should be done, well, then nothing happens. And all you get is this discord. But at the same time, you don't get that dictator decisiveness. So... You, know, you, you get the illusion that yeah. everybody's and, and so think that you know think of that that's what's occurring you know as far as collective consciousness when when the, the population was smaller on this planet and there were fewer active conscious yeah you know well I also think there's there's entities participating I'm sure you've seen it and I'm sure the you've world seen this effect felt like it had more order to it you well know? Also, now and as the years go by we feel like that the world is more like and more slipping. Chaos, yeah. yeah. But there's also people with a stronger, um, like, personality or dominating. Like, uh, people can... History is forced. forced. Individuals altering the course of the entire it's, world. Right. Yeah, Genghis Khan that's is all one of the biggest. Anybody. That's all, that's all it's ever been. Yeah. Is Joan of Arc, Ben Franklin, George Washington, Genghis Khan. Yeah. Uh, it's all been individuals. It's all been people, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, that's what we allowed. I mean, we can't, you know, we can't build a statue. Well, I, I guess they have built statues of the masses. You know, there's all kinds of communist labor kind of statues and yeah. stuff that represent well, we do it too. We, the uh, masses, you know. Or, or, or like World War One, World War yeah. Two. You know, but uh, we, but we monuments, made, things but like we that. made concepts of like freedom uh, of a person. You know, we yeah. anthropomorphize these things. We turn them and and lo and behold, object. 
even objects. We give them personality. We give them uh, a message. We give them, you know, the American an agenda. Flag. We give them, yeah, well, you know, you can personify anything. You yeah. know, we can, we can, we can decide. That was just an example. For sure, yeah. Was. You know, but even like, say, like the concept of freedom with the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. You know, uh, and then same thing with, uh, say, like uh, Athena, the goddess of war and wisdom. Yeah. You know, that's... That's not Athena giving us the concepts of war and wisdom. That's war and wisdom in the human consciousness, consciousness. manifesting and anthropomorphizing into an entity that we know of as Athena. You know, and that's just getting into the, you know, cool. did, did gods make humans people or, did, or did, people did people make gods? gods? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of interesting theories, and I really don't want to get into that today. It'd be great for another day. Hey, that might actually get somebody to write us a letter. No shit. Uh. Um, so what I want to kind of break into now for the last few minutes of the podcast here is that uh, something that we've both been waiting for. Or actually, I'm sure Tim has been waiting for this ever since we heard about it. What, the, uh, 20-sided dice the size of softballs? Yes. Or That's not a softball. That's not a softball. Racquetball? Racquetball. Yeah, racquetball. Tennis ball? Yeah, tennis ball. Um, no, uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Oh, did you watch it? I saw you went to that. You're a bastard for that. Though. Did get yeah. no? It's, it's a TV show. It's on, on Stars. Stars. I don't have that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, <laughs> luckily, uh, a friend of mine does. Yeah. And uh, Very I cool. I did not procured it that it way. Yet. Watched it that way. Um, I may have to bootleg that. So I'm going to uh, kind of do a half-ass review on that. Excellent. Uh, first off, it is everything and anything you wanted it to be. Um, that's that's that's. Yeah. That was my Halloween. Well, is that... I suppose we're done now. So, <laughs> great review, Kenny. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I, no I, I review by summing up everything for and then sure. breaking it down. Yeah. That's how you do it. For sure. No, my Halloween started off with uh, I got off, I worked, and then I got off work. And so while I was waiting for it to premiere, uh, we watched Army of Darkness. Nice. Kind of give us back into what's right, going on. Warm up. Warm up. Um, and then we watched the, the, the episode, and it is, it's fantastic. Yeah. The uh, the feel, the look, and the characterizations are all exactly the same. Yeah, on point. Huh? Um, it's Sam Raimi doing. I, I, I got that from the trailer. Dude, yeah, right. I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he has learned. It's it's a lot better than the original. It's a lot better the the way the cameras look, the way the story is told. You can see he's become a very good storyteller for sure. Um, and he's using all that Spider Man knowledge that he got and the uh, excellent. It, it's well shot. It's yeah. I mean, and the credits, it shows it's him, it's Ivan, his brother. Yes. They're the ones writing it, and dire yeah. he directed the it's episode. So, it's all you need is those three, dude. Sam and... and Ivan, Ivan and the other guy, I forgot his Ramey name. Ramey and Bruce Campbell. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Army. Well, no, no, you need, the, you need the other guy. I noticed that he's, in the, he's the producer. Oh, really? And the co-writer okay. okay. of Army of Darkness. Well, sorry. Sorry to that guy that we don't know your name. I don't know your name either. That sucks. But yeah, no, those... They, and, everything, and the way they set it up... And the, basically, I kind of do a little. I'm not going to spoil too much, but uh, basically, what they set it up is that he's been running and hiding. Right. That's why he they hasn't had to deal that, with that, the why, dead. And then he got sure. high, and he read from the book again. And then the the evil found him again. Nice. Or he unleashed it again. Right. Him, he was trying well, to kind of like like he, a beacon sort of thing. Yeah. Like I was able because he's screwing with the book. They it can it found it can him. find him. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, and then he works at the store. He was just a, he just works at a hardware store. Right. Yeah. Some hardware store. With and he lives the, in the trailer. Yeah. Value yeah. Mart. Uh, it's, yeah. Value Mart. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, and then he picks up a couple of sidekicks, which are great actors and great reasons for being in the show. Awesome. Um, the dead show up and they fuck with him and he's, he's 
not Ash at the beginning of the episode. At the end of the episode, he's Ash. Nice. Does a signature chainsaw cut off the head of the Deadite. Right. Like, puts, like, jumps in the air. Gets poses. A, yeah. Just like at the beginning. Right out of the trailer. Yeah, right at the beginning. Right the trailer because right of... he jumps across his trailer. Yeah. <laughs> so just like the... I like how a lot of the trailer happened inside a trailer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, when he, when he decides, like, he's hitting on this girl, and she's like, oh, you're an old man, duh, disgusting. Right. And then they start facing the Deadites, and then he's Ash again. Right. And she's like, you're different. Literally, she, she goes, nice. you're different now. He's like, I told you it would cross your mind. <laughs> it's... That's, it's awesome. It's completely that's, worth. That's right, baby. It's completely <laughs> worth watching. Um, Come get some. Yeah, <laughs> he does the yeah, it, dropping awesome. the lines. Yeah, just it's yeah, fantastic. Excellent. So all excellent. All, I cannot wait till next Saturday because that's when the new episode. comes that's out. That's when the next episode that's comes out. Outstanding. That's, that's cool. Something that'll take my mind off of Star Wars. Yeah, uh. yeah. This will keep us busy. Till, it'll keep me busy till Star Wars comes out. Yeah, because I'm probably awesome. not going to see it till January. <laughs> oh yeah I'm gonna go the Monday after it comes out because <laughs> all the tickets are sold out although, and I have Monday off although I wouldn't mind tailgating the, the opening night <laughs> uh, and not even worry about trying to watch the movie just go park in the fucking parking lot bust out some beers play some you know, play some Imperial March. You know, <laughs> tailgate. Uh, yeah, and tailgate. Do like a little barbecue. Straight, and... dude. Straight tailgated at the movie theater for the opening of Star Wars. Sounds like a great Who's idea. Who's with me? <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Maybe we can get something together. Yeah. Um, which is great. Uh, but I also want to talk about something very, really cool, interesting. There was a movie that came out a while back that I wanted to watch, and I finally, it's out on DVD, so I finally got a chance to watch. It's called End of Tour, and uh, it's about um, David Wallace. David Foster Wallace. Okay. The This Is Water guy. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a Rolling Stone writer read yeah. his his book, Infinite Jest, yeah. and was like, what, he's the guy who got Rolling Stone doing more on musicians and non-musicians. He got okay. him writing articles and doing interviews about non-musicians, and he right. was like, please let me go interview. The movie explains all this. Yeah. Uh, he goes, please let me go interview this guy, and it spends like four or five days, and the last on the last stop of the his book tour for Infinite Jest. Yeah. Um, shortly after, or no, I think it's two years after that is when he kills himself. Right, right. And uh, it's inter- It's a very interesting story. You find out a little bit about him because mm-hmm. they use the, he had a tape recorder with him and he recorded a lot of their interactions. Nice. And then that's what they used to base the movie off of. Uh-huh. Um, his David Foster Wallace's um, estate doesn't believe that he would like the movie based on those recordings right but when you watch the movie and you see how he is and how what his perception of fame and what he did you can understand what where they're going where they're coming from right he probably wouldn't have but it tells a very good look at who he is still an important human message yeah he's he's a very interesting dude in the way he sees things and like he there was a lot of i mean mean that that commencement speech you know where he where he does the whole this yeah. is water thing that you can find on YouTube just by searching this is water uh, blew my mind. Yeah, I think you we know, posted uh, it. I posted uh, it to our I, Facebook I, I, page. Yeah, and I, and I do, you know, I, I try to post that, you know, from time to time yeah. regularly. I, I'm I'm looking into getting a copy of the of Infinite Jest on audio. So For sure, yeah. So yeah, I can listen to it. You know, kind of want to read the book, but... I might, I, I might read a book again, you know, <laughs> to get my hands on it, you know. It, uh, it's a very hefty book. Hey... You know, I, I was just talking about how consciousness create reality, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
No, yeah, it's it, if you get a chance to watch, I, them, I can entertain some pretty wild shit. Well, no, no, yeah, it's a thick book. No, no, what I mean, not like oh, hefty, hefty like, as in physically like poundage, hefty. Yeah. as in like physical measurable weight. It makes a Robert Jordan book look small. Nice, nice. I guess, I guess he had a few things to say. Yeah, it's a fi- yeah. no, it's a fiction. Infinite Jest is fiction for sure. That's that's fine. Yeah, fiction um, doesn't mean irrelevant. No, no, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he says it's it's kind of his view. It's it's a sometimes, fictionalized version sometimes of his it's life. Easier to fictionalize yeah. your point to get the true experience across versus focusing on just the limitations of physical fact. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he. Uh, he I mean, that's what parable is. It's what mythology is. Yeah. You know? it, no, it's if you. It's a great movie. If you get a chance to check it out, I think you should. It's, right. It's very interesting. Definitely. It's an what interesting. What was the movie little, called again? End of tour. End of tour. Yeah, and it has um. Uh, the dude, oh God, I can't remember his name now. It's the guy who played uh, Zuckerberg, um, and he's okay. Lex Luthor. Right, right. He's uh, and um, the guy from So I, How I Met Your Mother, the not the main guy, the other guy. Right. Um, from Saving Silver or Forgetting Sarah Marshall and uh, oh, um, get into the Greek. Is no, that not that. Okay. No, the. The main guy in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the guy who was actually dating. For sure. Okay, yeah. And uh, yeah, that guy, whatever that guy. his name is. Yeah. Those two are the ones. Okay. He plays the guy. Um, Lex Luthor dude plays the writer, and the other guy plays uh, David Wallace. Right. Um, it's very interesting. Like I said, it's a very interesting movie about a very interesting person. I don't know if we'd mentioned this, but I've heard that there's a new company that creates some processed foods, like, like almost like space food. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this? The name of the company is called Soylent. Their first, uh, their first release product is called Soylent White. Uh, well, uh, let's hope they don't get to green. Well, no, I'm sure they're doing that intentionally. Of course, yes. I'm sure course. the, yes. the similarities yeah, no, are intentionally. That's that's uh, that's some very seriously clever marketing. Although I don't know if I would be interested in eating any kind of food product made by a company that calls itself Soylent. Well, <laughs> I really don't like eating products that are not. I, I hate to be one of those jump on the organic thing, but not really organic, but not real. I hate, I'm really, I've been really moving completely away from processed food. Um, For sure. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know I mean? Uh, and then to me, like that's, that's way more valid than just say like, you know, like GMO yeah. is fucked. And yeah. uh, because, no, GMO is not Because fucked. the truth of GMO is that we've been doing GMO the whole time. And by the whole time, I mean, since the advent of agriculture yeah, as a technology and cross yeah. Yeah, yeah no that's that's i'm not saying yeah. gmo is bad i'm saying that highly no, but processed for sure man i mean what the with the with the red meat it's pretty wild eliminating yeah. processed food is literally how i lost 85 pounds absolutely no it's it's a huge yeah. thing you know it's when, when everything you eat you know comes out of a box or a bag yeah uh you know that's a problem just, mm-hmm. you know it's just it, a, is. it is just a problem but like the whole thing about red meat you know uh that they found that uh, a certain percent like like 2.3% of the hot dogs that they tested had uh, had uh, human DNA, right? Mm. Um, well, the, what they're doing is they're... they're, they're the they, thing they, is, this is spectrographic analysis. No, no, so I They're checking that. everything. So well, that could have been a fingernail. Right. You know, I mean, we don't know. It's I know. not like what there's... The, what they're, you know, what they're looking at also... People right. in, in 2.3% yeah, What they're also looking dogs. at is the lowest common denominator, which they kind of have to. So they're well, getting the cheapest stuff. No, no. This is this is the who. This is this is the World Health Organization that did the spectrographic analysis to find out exactly yeah. everything that's in it. They didn't just look at the lowest quality products. 
uh, they went through like 70 or 80 different companies and tested their products and even gave them grades mm -hmm. to say that even though, and not by price point, but by actual compositional quality yeah. of the food materials that they're using. Uh, so they're not just looking at the lowest common yeah. denominator. That's, you know, not. Uh, one of the things that they found was in vegetarian uh, products that there's uh, like 10% meat material yeah. in vegetarian products. And this is a different statement than finding in 2.3% of hot dogs human DNA. Mm -hmm. This is 10% of your vegan product is meat product, is animal product, you know. Through every, I don't, animal. I don't understand how they they think that they can get through life without having animal products because there's things that we need from animals We're not, to survive. My, my my argument with all of that is just we are not herbivores. Yeah. Uh, or no. We're not herbivores. We don't have the digestive system to yeah. be an herbivore. We no. don't. So any kind of argument that a human being should just eat plant material is wrong because we are not herbivores. We don't have multiple stomachs. We don't chew a cud. We don't process the cellulose the same way that, say, a cow does or yeah. other herbivores do. It's just a fact. We are omnivores. And, and we you know, need things from yes. animals that we yes. can't get any other. That we other. can't get any other way. And it's not just and about there's, there's protein or complex protein. No. No. No, it's minerals. It's not, yeah. has been, uh, was part of that system that allowed us to digest chlorophyll. Part of that gastric system. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That we, and, that's, and that's the layover from that system. Right, right. I mean, you can, you know, and I'm not saying the vegetables are bad. I'm not saying the vegetarianism is No, I think anything thing. in excess you're is not bad. So, so, yeah, anything that goes in any direction, yeah. too far. Heavy meat, bad. Yes. Heavy vegetables, bad. Yeah, you yeah. need a you balanced need, diet. Yeah, we need balance everything. You know, we need, balance, diet. Yeah. Everything you consume has to be yeah. balanced. Yeah, absolutely. Even, um, I like, I think bad things are good for your diet also. And and for well, absolutely, you know, uh, even just for sensual pleasure and emotional. Well, we're experiencing. Yeah, we're not just we're we're not just a thing that eats and shits. Yeah, and we need to keep that as efficient and as clean and as prosperous as possible. Us being because there are people shit. like that, and they're fucking uh, boring. <laughs> right, right. You know, uh, people. We, we're here to live. People. We are here to live. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not turning this bad body back in in perfect condition. No. You know? <laughs> I like it to be uh, in a little bit better condition than it might be in now. But, might be uh, as fuck, I can tell yeah, you that. Right, right. Uh, but, so yeah, uh, well, cool. That's a great way to end that there. So yeah, uh, come uh, tune in next time. Uh, this is yeah episode thirty four. On uh, back again. Yes. Check out Facebook, Patreon, Twitter. We actually have a Tumblr. We have we have things on the internet that you can go see. Yeah, there's a uh, at the top of the website. Not many. Uh, I've been posting some interesting articles and stuff that I find on Facebook uh, that may or may not be of questionable value, um, <laughs> but hey, they're interesting and they get people thinking, and that's really what it's about. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can't get too caught up in the facts. You can't get too caught up about being in the box. Sometimes it's your imagination. It's speculation. It's doing that kind of stuff that leads to the crazy shit we have nowadays. It's not just, well, you know, we farm and that's what we do is well, we farm and hunt. So that's what we do. Yep. You know, uh, it was it was a farmer that invented the television. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, by thinking crazy shit, you know, that he probably wasn't supposed to be thinking of when he was farming. farming. Yeah. <laughs> so keep it up and think subversively. See you next time.